Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. It's 2021. We're back at it again, and we've got some special guests today. They've they've been doing this a lot longer than we have, and I, I would say even better. They've they've got it down, and it's the I Am Salt Lake podcast hosts, Chris Holyfield and Chrissy Holyfield. How are you guys? Good. Thanks so much for the invite, Dylan. Great to be here. Great to be here, Stephen. Hello. Thanks for bringing me in. I'm uh, really, Chris is the one that has it down and I'm the one that's here like trying to mess him up and see how he can catch my mistakes. So you're his, you're his Steve. Yeah, yeah. I keep him on his toes, man. Steve keeps me. When you were looking for a co-host, is that what you were looking for? I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for a co-host. It just kind of happened. Um, I don't know. Chrissy if you're... just like volunteered? Well, no, I kind of forced it upon her because so we were dating at the time, actually. And she was doing all the back end work of I Am Salt Lake, doing the website and the logos and all of that. And I always felt like something was missing from the podcast, but I didn't 100 percent know what it was. And I was like, maybe I should invite Chrissy to co-host this with me. But I was like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Would that ruin our relationship Would that? You know, because we were, like I said, we were dating and, you know, you don't know where that will go. And what if we broke up and then wanted to keep doing the podcast? So, you know, it was, it was kind of a tricky, messy. Was, yeah. And I could yeah. tell while we were dating, you would, you would do little things to test me, <laughs> like put me in situations where you'd kind of see how I'd react yeah. You know, All right, let's hear one of the tests. Oh, yeah. Hear, well, you know, we like <laughs> we we would start podcasts all the time on the side just for oh, fun. Like, yeah. I mean, we're two podcasters who met dating. What are you going to do? You're going to sit in your apartment at Friday night and make a podcast for yourselves. So, you know, we we that was kind of part of our dynamic. Um, but I also knew that I am a little bit. I like to say passionate and quirky. But, um, you know, a little more goofy than, than Chris. He's very professional and he's very, you know, he's just really, really good. And uh, I was so scared that I would come in and just mess everything up. So you remember your first podcast together? The first podcast together was actually probably the time I interviewed you on I Am Salt Lake, wasn't it, Chrissy? Yes, I think it was. Or did we try doing that dating baggage podcast together first? I think we did dating baggage first. Okay. Because yeah, it it was it's weird to date someone where you both have things that you're doing and you've never actually met each other before, but you live in the same world, but you've never asked each other to do anything. So it's kind <laughs> of like I'm I'm kind of offended, but now we can't do stuff together because we're dating. But you're yeah. awesome, and I admire you. And <laughs> it's a so, it's so we, we actually started another podcast the first podcast we did together was called dating baggage because at the time we were both you know just dating and we had all these dating stories and so we thought it would be a good idea to start this podcast which in theory sounds fun but it's not the best idea for people that are <laughs> dating to share other dating stories i don't know that didn't well work. and then on the flip side you lay everything out on the table right away. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing, but, you know, wait till you uh, really want to get to know the person. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of did something for you both. Yeah, well, we eventually got married. You know? Yeah. I would, that's a win. Yeah. It is. It is a win. I'll take it. Eventually got married, eventually had a kid together, you know, and uh, now we're, we're, you know, still doing I Am Salt Lake together. That's the only podcast we're doing together right now is, is I Am Salt yeah. Lake. And especially with everything going on this last year with 2020, it just seems like that was about uh, all we could handle doing together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. I'm just doing that with all the other. Yeah, no, because you know, we don't want to kill each other. Well, you would think you had all this time in the world, right? Because you're yeah. at home and you're doing it. But it seemed like I had less time this last year. I don't know. It really does. It does feel like we've had less time this whole year. And I wonder if that's because we think we're doing nothing, but we're actually trying to do a bunch. Does everyone else feel that way? 
Uh, you know, I'm a hermit. So I, I come to the chocolate shop. I eat sugar cookies. I go home. I will trade you. How would you like to live in a house with four kids and then I'll go eat chocolate? It's really tempting. I would get them all hopped up on sugar and it would be amazing for like an hour. And then they would just be like total sugar rush. And then they would crash. See, but that's good parenting. I mean, run, 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 stop. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably a good reason why I'm not a father. So yeah, that could be one of them. All right. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I'm going to still come eat chocolate though. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, for me, when I was home all the time, uh, I, got, I got less done. So like me going out and doing a little bit of things helps me motivate to get to get moving. Okay. So when I was stuck home, it was it was not helpful at all. <laughs> oh, man. So do you actually go somewhere now for for day? Like, are you working from home? Well, most of a uh, good chunk of last year, I was working at Salt Lake Community College in the morning and we were home. They sent us home for a while for, I think it was like April and May. And then they brought us back in June. And I left there at the end of October. And now I work with uh, Quick Balloons. It's a balloon bouquet delivery business. And it was with a past guest who his main business closed down because it was for events, balloon structures for events. So this is his, this is his turn to keep going while... Um, events are canceled. So that's what I do in the morning. Then I come home and work on wise guy stuff and dry bar stuff and the podcast. Right and so it, it's good that's to shake nice things to out. Start your day, like leave the house a little bit to start your day, you know? Yeah. That's what I liked about Slick is that I was well, away, but. Unless your house is amazing. Like Dylan's. I mean, so Dylan <laughs> lives in luxury, and so sometimes I think leaving would be a pain in the butt. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to leave some mornings. <laughs> I mean, if I had a bowling alley in my basement, I would never leave. Yeah. Even though I don't actively go bowling right now, but if it was in my vicinity, I would want to do it all the time. <laughs> well, that's how you should make your home. Oh, you should geez. make your home to be a place you want to be at, right? Never. Yeah, have- we've had that discussion a lot yeah. this year. Like exactly. when you spend all of your time at home, you're like, man, let's make this place cool. Because yeah. so that's here. both of your. Is that Chris's dream also? A, a bowling alley in the basement? Oh well, no, 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 no. Oh no, he. I just dropped that bomb on him right <laughs> yeah, now. I was going to say this is the first I heard about this. You know, she's got a- that could be a deal breaker. Well, maybe not that far. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, bowling. Alley? Oh, I could think of bigger things. I could think of more. Uh, Ferris wheel in the backyard, but uh, no, I just want to oh. be Richie Rich for one day. That's all. I want to be Silver Spoons, the train going through the house. I, I loved oh, that. Cool. I don't think I've ever seen. Is that a movie? It's a TV show. Ricky Schroeder. TV show. Have not seen it. Yeah, it's basically Richie Rich as a teenager. 80s. Yeah, old, old. Wasn't that an old eighties show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, silver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe all the cool kids watched it. Yeah, that and Small Wonder. You guys remember Small? Oh yeah, Small Wonder. Wonder. Yeah, classic. That was the show, and then uh, yeah, for some reason, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Okay. Mm -hmm. Punky Brewster's coming back. It'll be on Peacock soon, I think. Ooh, I don't know. Like the original, or are they remaking? Remaking it. it. Soul Moon Fry is coming back as Punky as a mother. Yeah. really i just don't know how i feel about all of this like trying to oh i'm sorry you guys i'm not used to this by my hands um like all the remaking of the 80s and 90s stuff uh, it's like a little too soon right yeah yeah we still remember it you're crushing our memories (laughs) wait till we're dead and then remake it there you go it's like new for people that's my personal request well most of them aren't working either all of them yeah, they're just they're just lame. So don't ruin it for us. <laughs> I keep it going. I haven't watched that new Cobra Kai. Have you guys watched Cobra? Oh, Kai Cobra yet? Kai is awesome. If they're like uh, Cobra Kai, though? yes. Okay. All right. Okay. You no, know, everybody I've seen like on Facebook, they've just been raving and, and talking and saying it's it's such a great show. And I'm it didn't look that interesting, like based off the previews that I saw. But I was like, all right, based off of these, See, I'll be watch it. 
and I haven't even looked at a preview because I keep seeing the picture of it in Netflix. And I'm like, what? They brought back all the, it looks like they brought back all the guys from Karate Kid and they just tried to make something with it. They needed house payments. So they, they were just trying yeah. to get some extra income coming in. That's kind of the feeling I got from seeing the picture. <laughs> no idea what it's about. I literally judged a movie by its cover. Right? Yes. See, I'm I don't, with you, though. Don't judge books, but movies? Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what makes a good movie for you? Oh, that's a good question. I feel, thanks for, like, derailing with me. This is fun. <laughs> this is what we do. We um, just have to go where it what goes. What does make a good movie? Either you have to make me laugh like crazy, or you have to have really good characters. Okay. Those See, are, I, those I, I are my two requirements. You, know, you don't even share that kind of stuff with me. Oh, well, now you know. <laughs> I've never, so Chris, what do you like? I, well, I've never really thought, let's think here. I, well, gosh, I like different, it depends what mood I'm in, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I like to laugh, really. I, I don't, I like a more realistic movie. I don't like, I'm not good with like fantasy movies, movies that are too made up. I like to feel like I could be in the movie, I guess. I don't know. It just depends what what uh, what I'm in the mood for, really. Yeah, and I am totally the opposite. Where I want to live in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and I have completely opposite. Well, no, we can agree. It's on cool. We can agree but... on on good things. Like the ones that we come to an agreement on are usually pretty badass because it has you know we have such different requirements for a good movie. Yeah. That it has to fulfill all of them. So. So. What are some of those? Wise. Ooh, ooh, what's that one? Well, maybe it's not fantasy, but uh, mod. What's oh, the Her- one you introduced? Harold and Mod. Harold and Mod. That, that's a classic. Have you that's guys seen Harold and Mod? I've never seen it. Um, oh man! Wait, have we watched Who's Up or Who's Up? What's Up, Doc? Yet together, Chris? With uh, Barbara Streisand? Yes. I, I don't think we've watched. I don't it think we've watched it together, but that is like good show that is a good show i'm gonna just come do movie nights with you both so okay. i'll just be like the awkward third person like sitting on the couch with popcorn okay perfect we need we need people to like yell at the movie with us i'll be like what the hell are you guys watching <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all right I'm gonna come. oh i see the popcorn's for you watching us uh, Maybe. watching <laughs> movies that you don't like <laughs> i think any of us would go for a movie night though now i mean some sort of more human interaction dude i would go to okay. a like a bad movie but not like so bad it's good just straight up bad like you want your hour back yeah. i would go to a movie like that just to have a date night yeah that would be fun <laughs> isn't that wonder woman Oh. Wait, the new one? I haven't seen it yet, but I have. I don't know. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. reviewing well. And I, I was disappointed. I'll just leave it at that. Really? Oh, it's too bad. Because I think everybody loved the first one so much that it's probably hard to keep that up. Yeah. And I think, like, um, it's interesting. I love watching society from the point of view as a a user experience designer in my life because we study people's behavioral patterns and how every time they see something, they expect that to be the baseline for everything they compare it to. So as a society, we're constantly trying to one-up ourselves nonstop and expecting that to be the baseline. So all these amazing things are coming out and happening and we're all just kind of being really kind of dicks about how cool we, everything is, you know? Like, we really have cool stuff. Life is pretty good. But we got to complain if possible. But right? we got to <laughs> complain. And uh, that's my on my soapbox rant, and I have not watched Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman but I'm going to assume it's fantastic because our baseline is the problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so endearing. What a way to make, like... <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. I this is my brain's a hot mess. This is fun. <laughs> I love hey. I love breaking stuff down and trying to figure it out. So when you interview people, what what would you say would be the best techniques for interviewing, or what would be a successful interview? 
Oh, that is Chris's department. Yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. Both of you. The what would make a successful interview? Like I think or in like, your mind, how do you in determine? my mind? If I felt a connection with the person that I was talking with. Um, you know, when they when after they've left, if I I there's like this thing inside of me that like craves this connection that happens when people talk. And when that happens, boom, perfect. That's the perfect interview. Yeah, that is the perfect interview. The uh, what? What about um, what are tips for? Sometimes we we do interview people who are very shy, and they're they're amazing, but they uh, they're not used to bragging, you know. And so sometimes um, a lot of that is it get to know people before you start interviewing them a little bit or maybe have some some conversation with them ahead of time uh to let them feel comfortable being themselves and feeling confident and that 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 can be a challenge simply because people who uh don't often interview or you know like a lot of the people we speak with they're really busy working and doing all these cool things and building stuff in the city they're not taking time to go promote themselves, That's like rarely. Kind of embarrassed when they have to talk about themselves. Yeah, well, and I they they think myself. they're not great, and it's like, holy what? cow, are you? You know, and and so for for guests, if for people who are asked to be guests on show, uh, you are asked because they want to talk to you, and you are a badass. That's my advice to uh, invitees. <sighs> But then I sometimes don't like to talk prior to it because I want like a like a genuine interaction or, or in and so I sometimes like try to shut up and just like I like I'll, my mind will want to ask so many questions beforehand that I have to limit myself so that I can just make that interaction a little more real like as it's happening. That's fair. And I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. with that because the way I look at it is if I know too much about the person, then I don't ask the good questions, right? Or if I if I know too much about even what's going on. So it's like I want to I want to be curious along with my listeners, right? Because my listeners, chances are they don't know that person's story. So let's let's yeah, look at those yeah. together. Let's learn and about that's a totally fair point. And I think that's an interesting thing that it does make such an interesting balance for uh, the interviewer in an in interview style podcast. Uh, it's something that I don't know, like, I mean, Chris and I, we, you and I talk about this all the time. Like, how can we let people know that it, they can just relax and be comfortable? And that's, that's hard. Like we all know that's really hard in general. Um, and I, mean, I think Graham that more Norton people are gonna have that use, problem now. Like I love watching Graham Norton, but he tends to use alcohol. So I'm thinking <laughs> that maybe that's the route to go some days. It's well, I mean, load them up on something. Well, that's how you out. get good stories. I mean, hello. <laughs> that's look, why drunk history is such a success. I look back over any of my recordings when I was drunk much better than when I was sober. <laughs> but then, you know, you got to get really drunk before you listen to them. Then they're like, oh, I just did great. That was wonderful. Do you listen to your podcast like afterwards Absolutely. or do you do the interview and then that's it? No, I listen. I listen because, well, and listen back. So what I, this is, this is my listening routine. I don't know if Chrissy has, and I'll let her speak for herself, but so of course I listen back when I clean it up, I clean it up. And then, uh, and then I usually listen back to it the very next day just to, I listen to it in the app and the whole nine yards, just to listen to it as a listener, make sure it uploaded. Okay. And make sure there's no, pieces missing anything like that and then i revisit episodes as years go on i mean because as as years go on you want to listen and see how far you come as a podcaster and where you can learn right so i'll go back and listen to old episodes all the time i mean at least at least five to eight a week i listen to of old episodes oh well and okay chrissy you answered but i also then going from that like, do you guys each have like a favorite podcast that you are currently listening to? Not, not yourselves, but oh, just something yeah. else. So. We got completely different listening mm. styles, but I'm curious, Chrissy, do you ever listen back to like, I am Salt Lake at all? So I do, I do listen back. Um, 
I don't listen back to every episode. I'm working up the courage to listen to more, especially some of the ones where uh, I was new. But I had, I don't have the courage yet to go back and listen because, you know, even podcasters sometimes don't want to listen to themselves. Yeah, it takes a while to get but, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm a- along those lines, too, where I'm like, yeah, I, I was there. I lived it. I, I, I was in the interview. So I don't need to revisit it. But I think it's more, I hate my the sound of my voice. Yeah, that's what it is for me. It's like, I love the conversation, but I don't want to hear my voice. I don't know. What do you do? I, I hear you. <laughs> just got to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, you just got to get used to it. But you were asking favorite podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, fav- so, so my favorite podcast, there's a show, it comes out of Pennsylvania called The Mediocre Show. That's like probably my all-time favorite podcast, just because, I mean, I've been listening to that 10 years probably, if not more. Uh, I'd consider myself pretty good friends with the host of the show. I mean, I've got to to visit them, be on the show. That was an exciting highlight of my life. Um, They're just just fun people. And just in the friendship that we've created over the years with them has been, been very fun. Oh, I will second that. I guess we're picking one, huh? Yeah, well, come on. Oh, you, you like more of those murder mystery true crime podcasts. I do, but the thing is, I hate picking one because it's like, I feel like I'm being so mean to the rest of them. You can name a few. <laughs> yeah, you can okay. name a few. Okay, okay, the one that I've actually listened to every episode and I stay actively caught up and I am waiting constantly for the next one is And That's Why We Drink. So okay. that would have to probably be my top one. The other ones I, I listen more passively. So, yes. It's two girls talking about um, two very smart. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Two people talking, one, one non binary, and they are best friends, and they talk about crime and uh, supernatural phenomenon, and it's just the best. I believe I they like came it. to Wise Guys a year or two ago. Did you go see them when they came? They, oh my gosh, they did, and I did, and they're so great. I love them so much. It was a pretty good show. Was it was so show. good. I actually brought them, uh, I gifted them um, one of my favorite books that I bought on our honeymoon. This should have been a red flag when you married me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we went to California for our honeymoon, and we went through this little bookshop. Where was that? It was, it was an amazing bookshop. It was just outside. I, so I grew up in Ventura, California, and it's just outside. Uh, that's where we went for a honeymoon in this little bookshop. It's called Bart's Book Corner. And it's this outside bookshop. It's in a town called, is it in Ojai or one of those towns? Anyways, great bookshop if you're ever in that area. Yeah, it was like, the, I would live there if I could. Yeah. But I can't. They kicked me out. I tried to stay. Didn't uh, happen. Wait, that's all the story. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, what's when the book? Like to know. Okay, it's called what is it called? The uh the Great Big Book of Murder. Oh yeah, that's I right. Or murder or yeah, but it is the like it is so cool. It's a it's it's a fascinating book. It shows the beginning of forensic science. So it talks about all of these um murders that happened in the 18 early 1900s and the it's the ones that had a breakthrough in forensic science and it's the story behind it. And, and you learn about it by reading the actual like trial that happened. It's just, it's a really cool book. So I like them enough to give them my favorite book. So you guys should listen to it. The podcast? The podcast. The podcast. Full circle. I mean, maybe they have the book on audible too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be interesting to listen to. It might be boring to listen to. <laughs> you know how we say, well, I want to only want to listen to books on Audible. I wonder if anybody says, I only want to read podcasts and books, right? Like, I wonder if. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, deaf people. Like, no, I don't want to listen. I just want to read it. Well, that's true. That's why I guess you do transcripts, right? That's yeah. Why yeah. That's the, that's, that's why I'm a big promoter of, you know, it's nice to have transcripts. It's, yeah. How do you guys feel about like Audible or something like that? I mean, do you, can you follow a book on Audible? Oh, does yeah. It, or does it lose it without the transcript? Like I, you need something written. I can, I, I do fine either way. Um, I love listening to books on Audible. 
Yeah, for me, it's the type of book. Some books I can't listen to because I just tune out. Um, like, especially, you know, sometimes self-help books, I do better reading them physically because I have to be fully engaged. But I love books that I can more passively listen to and just enjoy audio-wise. The ones I like to listen to where it's the person that wrote it and they're kind of a significant person, like Obama's books, I like listening to those. And I want to listen to Matthew McConaughey's uh, new book just to, just to hear his voice for, for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obama's new book on is on Audible, is it a him reading it? Oh, oh the, the past his past books. I haven't I haven't oh, read or okay. doesn't he have a new one. book out? I think he has a new book out, doesn't he? Yeah. He yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what what it's called. Okay, yeah. would it I mean, this maybe has happened and now I'm curious. Would anyone ever get someone else to read a book they wrote if they were like a public figure? Cuz that could seem very weird to listen to. But it could if be you're pretty amazing. If you're familiar with their voice and the book is a first-hand account, but it's someone else reading it. But it could be like a book about Obama, and then you get somebody from the hood reading it, and then it's just like they're totally just all kinds of slang. That's art. There. It could actually be a plus. I would actually that would be cool because yeah, it's like your take on the book. People like Obama, they don't have time to sit for like six to eight hours to record a book, do they? Well, and that's what makes me curious. <laughs> like, if you're that high profile and you're doing so many things, how do you even have the time to write the book and then record it? Because yeah. we all know how much time it takes to even just record one podcast a week. Yeah. Wait, who is that comedian that is famous for doing like, um, like just imitating people? Yeah, he was big in the 80s and 90s. Was it... Uh... Kelly Indo. I don't know. They're going to get somebody like that doing it. <laughs> Just like totally acting like that. Oh, okay. Like, like a, like a, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of, uh, sketch comics that do impressions. That type. I'm of not thing. saying the guy was amazing. He, he was just known for it in the eighties. And I can't totally think of his name at the moment. You you know I'm googling that as soon as we get off this call because I have to know that one dude that was in like the police academy movies that made all the sounds. Oh, the helicopter sound! Oh yeah, dude. that guy was good. Michael too. Winslow. Yeah, I was gonna say for some reason that's the only person I could think of that made sounds and noises. No, that that's because he's the cool. coolest. This yeah, he's the, the coolest about person. Was like some scary looking uncle type dude that would like be there. But yeah, <laughs> that guy from the police academy is awesome. Very <laughs> looking uncle. Oh man, that's gonna kill me. Slick back, black hair. Uh, crap, I can't remember. Slick back hair. Oh. I don't know. You may not have had slick back hair, but it was dark hair. Huh? So it looks like we'll figure hair. it out. We'll we'll figure it's it out. All right. we'll, we'll, okay. We'll send you, you an email when I figure it out. Okay, so this podcast might be the worst one that you've ever done. But has there ever been a podcast that just bombed and you were just like, what the hell just happened there? And did you, can you determine what made it bomb? You know, I... Uh, Be careful here, Chrissy. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, I'm... I, my mom was... But that's the only no, listener is my this mom. Is more, this is more like, I'm not... Um, I think... For me, my biggest fear, and it's every time we record, is that I did something that made the conversation confusing. So usually it's me going like, okay, like, did I do okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> did I throw off? Did I throw Because I, you know, I, I tend to, uh, one thing leads to another and I get excited. And, and uh, sometimes I throw off the conversation a little bit. So that's usually, for me, what makes me worry about it. But I don't know, Chris, if you, like, you know, what, uh, I, so, so like what's gone wrong in a podcast for you that's made you think about it forever? What's, it, was that the question? What's yeah. gone wrong in yeah. a podcast? Hey, you can go any way you want with well, this question. This is, this is one I struggle with as as somebody who's, who's podcast, you know, for as few years and I've you know listened to a lot of people talk about interviews and uh listened to a lot of podcasts and they always they always blame it on the interviewer right they always blame it on like 
it's my fault that the interview bombed. And I don't really believe that that's always the case. I believe that your guest has to bring some ump too, right? Like you can't always control that as an interviewer. You know what I'm oh, saying? For sure. For sure. And but I think you know. people are always saying that they're like, well, if you had a horrible interview, it's your fault because you should have been a better interviewer. Well, and I think a lot of us have to give each other a little bit of credit too. being an interviewer. A chronic interviewer is very difficult. And so, you know, everybody's human. So, you know, it, 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 we're all doing our best. It's nobody's fault. I mean, there's been interviews I haven't published. There's yeah, been that, that was my next question. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, I figure it's, it's, you know, my show, mine and Chrissy's show. I mean, especially before, before Chrissy got on the podcast, I was, I did it for about four years before Chrissy got on the podcast and there were, uh, there were a handful of, of interviews that I had to scrap, whether it was the quality didn't come out or there were two that I can think of that. I mean, they, they were on drugs or something when they came over to my apartment to record. And I was just like, what the heck is going on here? This is not, I can't publish this episode. Yeah, there, well, okay. there were a couple that we couldn't really understand the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of brushed it a little bit ago about like the interviewer. And um, it, is there a set step that you go through that um, to make a good interview as an as an host? Um, what would you say is is important? That is one million percent, Chris. He wow. is like. He's you, taught me you, everything what, nothing, about that. Nothing's coming to mind. You said well, I've told you stuff about this? Yeah, I mean, you taught me about, I mean, okay, this probably sounds really basic, but, you know, when we were dating, we, and while we were dating, not that we're not doing it now, we talk a lot about podcasting. <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about, because we both started with interview style podcasts. However, they were very different. And um, I was the editor and host, you know, kind of of my show, but I relied very heavily on my co-host to uh, move the conversation along. Like she kind of was like, okay, we're starting here. Then we're going to talk about this. And I would follow her lead. Uh, and so I learned a lot from Chris about how to actually conduct an interview. Cause I always just did whatever I wanted, never paid attention, still do that most of the time. So what did I tell you then? I'm, I'm curious now. Well, how you have to like, you have to build a story. You have to get to oh, know the person. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, kind of thing. but the yeah. thing is, even basic stuff like that, you don't think about when, you don't always think about when you're creating an interview podcast. I don't think everybody does think about that. Well, you can't lay out the heavy questions first, right? And you want to be You got to schmooze them before you stick them. Well, you want to be I'm just kidding. with your heavy <laughs> questions because you don't right, want right. the guest uncomfortable. You're there to make a friend, not an enemy, right? You want them to be excited about the interview too. You want them to share it. You want yeah. them to be excited about talking about it. So you want, you want to get good information. You want to get some juicy stuff because that's what keeps your listeners there. But you got to kind of walk that as a fine line. You got to figure out how far you could take it. And that's where you got to... Juicy in the sense that everyone's mom still could listen to it. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Have you ever had to apologize to somebody that you that you know it's going to offend? And so, like, you may have done an interview, and then afterwards you're like, shit, I need to go apologize to my mom right now in case she does hear this, that at least she's prepared it's coming. That's all Chrissy. <laughs> 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 well, let's just say I come into the room when I visit my parents with a big disclaimer saying, I'm sorry about the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, no, her parents like to listen to the they, podcast. They do, but. And there's been times, like, especially in the beginning when Chrissy and I first started podcasting together, Chrissy liked to share some of her childhood stories. And her parents, whoops, hit uh, her parents. Uh, they they would call me yeah. out. They would yeah. call me out. And so my Grammy um, lived with my parents uh, after I had moved away. And uh, she's oh, like my favorite person in the whole wide world. And I, she promised to come back and haunt me. So she's here somewhere. But uh, she uh, listened to, to our podcast um, 
every night before she went to bed so that she could get to know Chris and she could hear our voices and all that stuff. And so I started saying goodnight, Grammy, at the end of every episode because I knew she was listening. Um, But then sometimes she would listen with my parents. And (laughs) sometimes... I just talk and I don't think, <laughs> which I think as we all do, you know, yeah. and uh, we all know that memories aren't really this way or that way, but, and we all kind of build memories different ways. And so, and, and I can be hyperbolic a bit, you know, you just, you get talking and you go and then, and then, you know, mom and dad will call. So we heard this happened when you lived at home. And I'm like, oh, but I didn't really mean it that way. Like if, if you guys were there, I would have said the same thing. Like it's just, it's weirder when you send it out to general audiences. Yeah. And, and I think that is true for a lot of people. Um, but, but that's also authentic. I mean, that's the way that you talk to people in everyday situations. That's why podcasting is what it is. It's not... Well, most you know, some of them are, but it's not a a formulaic thing. It's kind of being your authentic self. And then that's how you find your tribe. That's how you find the people that you connect with. I actually like that. Yeah. I, I like that. And have you seen the audiences change throughout the years? You know, you've been doing this since uh, 2012. So that's um, nine, nine years now. No. Well, this Math. summer will be nine years. Yeah, this summer will be nine years. August 2012, I launched the first episode. Oh, absolutely. I would say, I would say I've seen I've seen kind of changes with the crowds as far as um I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like in the very beginning, especially, I saw all these different like the hip hop community here in Salt Lake was really like, Oh, you know, this is a great podcast. So then I was bringing on a lot of hip hop people and I, you know, same thing with like the, you know, comedians in Salt Lake. I had a lot of comedians on Salt Lake in, for, on the podcast. And then, you know, so I kind of go through these, these cycles. I notice um, of, of audience people. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Chrissy? Do you, do you see that happening a little um, bit? I do. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like one thing leads to another, leads to another, and you just meet so many people, but it happens in kind of a this this circular manner, you know, yeah. you just kind of but um it that's interesting because I speak it um our audience also kind of rotates around the type of people that we bring on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um but but we both also have listeners who have found us because they followed us from somewhere else. And, and uh, like from when I originally did my show, you know, back when I did comedy, some people who knew me when I did comedy are still active listeners and friends, right? So sometimes you find some that you just, you become friends and you really, that's why you connected and you stay connected. Um, but I definitely think audience can ebb and flow, uh, which I which I think is is fair because like, we ebb and flow as people. And so we're kind of trying out different content and it might not relate to everybody all the time. Do you guys have a dream guest that you're, that's on your bucket list? Man. Not really anymore. I I don't think so. I mean, there's, there's people I would love to talk to. There's people I would love to record an interview with, not necessarily even from Salt Lake city, just somebody I would love to sit down and have a conversation with and, and record with. Um, Bill Burr. Yeah, I mean, Bill Burr would be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if we're talking in the context of Salt Lake. You know, well, okay, in Salt Lake. If, if you want to, okay, it's Salt Lake, Ty Burrell, right? From Modern oh, Family. Yeah. From, uh, you know, Beer Bar. He has been asked to do it. And he's just like, well, I appreciate it. I like to kind of lay low when I'm in Salt Lake City, you know, so. And that's like one thing, if someone does say that, I think no one should ever be offended. It's like, that yeah. is completely respectful. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so and like, we get it. This I, is I think a getaway. It be, uh, I'd love to get one of the mayors on the, salt, on the podcast, but they always have so many hoops to jump through that it becomes exhausting to uh, try to even get it done. And, and, and they almost make it impossible 
for for it to ever happen. So I mean, yeah. obviously, when I started the podcast, Ralph Becker was was the mayor of Salt Lake, and tried him. And then as years went on, you know, over the eight nine years there. Tried well, to get- it's difficult because we're not really a political podcast, yeah. and even if we want to get to know the human behind what they do, like we don't want to bring them on in any kind of promotionary way. We just want to get to know the people, but that's not really the world that politicians live in. Yeah. And so they have a lot more red tape to even be able to come on an interview show, but who knows, maybe one day like a retired somebody. Are you both hesitant to actually, um, delve much into your own politics like as on shows or do you kind of stay clear of those kind of questions uh, <laughs> are we playing chicken we're playing microphone no no no, no. i mean that's a, that's a sticky situation because especially a lot of us saw with this last election i mean how much you know 45 50 percent of people yeah. you're gonna offend yeah. And so it's, it's, but then it's tricky, right? Because to me, a podcast, I would rather have more, uh, you know, it, it, what good is to have, uh, you know, a million listeners, if only a hundred of them are really your true audience, right? Like it doesn't, those are going to be your people. So I think it is important to talk politically uh, kind of where you where you lean and and to me politics doesn't always necessarily have to mean like I'm voting Republican or I'm voting Democrat you know I'm voting for this person I mean there's there's even things in the local communities uh, that you can express and talk about on a political side without getting I think too uh, where where, where there's going to be that divide uh, that you need to worry about because you know I especially with I am Salt Lake it's it's kind of one of those things, okay? Even even with the the dominant religion here, it's like I've never wanted to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? like insulting, divisive, divisive, right? Like even though that's not my cup of tea, we have we have people that come on that it you know they they were were raised that way, or we we've had people that have wanted to come on that want to talk badly even about say the, the Mormon religion, and. I'm like, no, this isn't really the, the 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 place for that, right? Like, I think there could be places for it, and, and so that kind of brings it back to the politics and the political, where I try not to go too deep there, just because I, I don't want to really divide too many people. I don't think that that's really the purpose of of like I am Salt Lake. Really, I don't think it needs to go there. I think it's more about promoting the local community, and if politics needs to come there, when on the business side of things, on how downtown is structured or how um you know business permits or something like that you yeah, know, or like when people bring up the liquor laws sure yeah. we'll talk about that yeah, yeah no problem yeah and and well, and i've learned a lot from chris that way because um being divisive really or or like actively aggressively divisive and not necessarily i'm not saying politics are but why do you think everything's like oh the office is so political you know because it's kind of a negative thing. Um, whereas I think most of us are, ju- we just want to be humans. And like Chris and I, we want to talk to humans. I don't care what their views are, if they are not actively hurting people, if they respect other people and, and just have their own opinions, but give proper respect to everyone around them. That's that's all I need to know. You know, I... I'm very, we're very much for, we're pro-human, be awesome, don't be a dick. And I, I don't think that it, we should <laughs> have to like really- great mottos. Thank you, thank you. But, you know, we shouldn't have to really delve into all that stuff because we're not political people. We are human and like, uh, this is gonna sound not what I mean, but we're more quote unquote human advocates where we just want everyone to rise. We want to help everyone. We don't, you know, and and just divisive stuff, just really all it brings is negativity. And that's like literally the last thing we need right now. Amen. Looking into the future, what do you see your role as I am Salt Lake? Where where do you see it going? That's that's an interesting, um, that's kind of an interesting 
question because there is a bit of a crossroads with I am Salt Lake right now, right? There's a bit of a, like, what directions do we take this? What directions uh, do we do? And that's kind of what we're, especially with this last year. I mean, even with 2020 came along and up until then, like I never, we never did interviews this way. We never did interviews remotely. All of our interviews were in person. Right. So we had to kind of shift directions that way. So where, where does I am Salt Lake go? To be honest with you, I personally don't know. I'd, I'd be curious if Chrissy has a different answer. Uh, I, it's become part of me. I feel like it's, it's like a, a, a limb. It's like a body part. And so I don't ever see it really dissolving, but I don't really know where it's going to go right now. It's kind of in this weird limbo area. I, I feel like. Yeah, I think that the the really challenging thing is that um, I wish, and, and Chris, I know we talk about it all the time. I'm just telling everyone else. <laughs> it would be nice to be able to actually devote more time to it no. and really um, do more to promote the people in the community. It's It's tough because, you know, we have four kids and we're parents and we're like adults having to do all the adulting on top of that. And, and so we don't have as much time as we wish, because we have a lot of passion that we'd like to put into it and really, really, you know, highlight the community just forever if we can. Um, but yeah, I know the, there's the vision. I'm not really sure. Long-term vision. I think 2020 just made us go, Let's just keep going for now. Yeah. Like, let's just We're make just it. Let's just right now, you know, and, and <laughs> not trying to. We don't want. I don't want to kill it, but I don't I feel know. like. You know how, like in job interviews, when they're all, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" I feel Least like twenty twenty just broke all of us from that question. It's like, well, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't, don't want to wear the I thought I'd be somewhere else right now, maybe the Bahamas, but look, I'm in quarantine. You know it. So it's, I, uh, I've, I've had more of a limited vision, I guess. Um, so, so you Where guys do you put see up the future in podcasting for everybody. I mean, not just you, but it podcasting on a general, I mean, the technology has changed from when you first started to where it is now, where do you see it could be going? Where do I see the like podcast technology going? Yeah, like I mean, it, I mean, just the roles of it, just even the technology of interviewing. The how you said most of it was in person. Now it's like Zoom. You have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't like the direction that podcasting is going right now. Uh, I think it's. It, I don't like the direction of video that it's going. Where I'm not a. To me, that was always the attraction of podcast. It was audio. It's an audio based format. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the video part or uh, like, or even how, what, like with Spotify, like I'm not a fan of exclusive podcasts, like on exclusive platforms and stuff like that. It is becoming much more uh -huh. complicated. Yeah. And, like and the, the concept of podcasting is so broad now. Yeah. So it kind of, I'm not too happy about the direction of podcasting. But I like the original idea of podcasting, if that makes sense. You know, I had a question earlier, too, that I, I forgot. Um, so length of interviews. Have you found that there's a pristine length of an interview or that you can hold people's attention span for X amount of minutes, then after that it's done? Or do you just let the interview go wherever it goes? Well, that, that, that can be answered two different ways, actually. I find when you're interviewing somebody to get some decent content, you need about an hour to an hour and a half with that person uh, to get them to, because especially in the beginning, right, they're a little kind of still cold and stiff and they're still relaxing. You got to get a little more vodka in them, right? And, <laughs> and so then that's kind of, you know, the story, right? You get them to open up. And I think it takes at least an hour for that to happen now however as a listener most people i'm discovering which really is bumming me out this is another direction of podcasting that i'm not a fan of is everything is turning into short content right like everything is like 20 minutes 25 minute episodes 
And that was something I always liked about podcasts was I can put it on pause and come back to it, but I want to get depth, right? Like that's what I love about listening to Joe Rogan is he gets deep into these conversations and it's not just skimming the surface that so many podcasts I see are doing now uh, with these 10, 15, 20 minute episodes. It's like, no, I want long stuff. I don't know. That's a long answer, I guess. I don't know if that really answered. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in full agreement. I mean, I know that we're a little bit unique, but I, I listen to podcasts more almost like chapters of a favorite book, Yeah, you know, where I can, Oh, I want to catch up on this one. And then I'm going to go start this one. And then I'm going to listen, you know, but the longer it is, the more I'm excited because I want to listen to that content. You know, I'm ecstatic that one of my favorites started at an hour and now they go over two hours regularly. Like, no, it's would you want best. it to end, right? Like, yeah, you don't <laughs> want it to stop. You're like, no, you're my friends. Stay with me. Don't leave me. <laughs> I'll be all alone. You know, yeah. So maybe I need real friends. Who knows? But I like long podcasts. But I agree. It is interesting. Most, I, I wonder if most podcasters are the same way or if, you know, I think everybody's a little different, but a lot of audience says that they prefer around 20 minutes, which would annoy, uh, annoy me yeah. a little bit. Cause I'd be like, Nope, keep talking. Yeah. I, I think I feel an hour is a magic number, but if, if it's really good and they can keep it the whole two, three hours, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. No, there has been times, even Joe Rogan, I'm like, eh, you should have cut that off after an hour. And know, he yeah. kept it going a little too long. And it depends on the conversation, too, you know? You have to kind of, you have to let conversations take on life of their own and see what happens. Because we, we did one that was two hours and released it in two parts, and it was actually one of the best ones that we got feedback on. People loved it. And it was two times the length, but did, was it two episodes or did we release a two hour episode? I'm not, I'm not sure which one you're talking AJ, about. AJ, AJ Wentworth. Oh no, that we released that all in one episode. All in one episode. It was just a longer one. Yeah. And people loved it. So yeah. you never know. No, I, I, well, I mean, we have one listener, my mom, her <laughs> attention span is like, hi, you know, tell her it's hi. not what it used to be. <laughs> so, so does that mean it's better or worse because <laughs> i mean i'm lucky if she remembers who i am so i think uh, it's, a, it's an okay thing that okay okay and then she'll be like or it will be i trained him so much better than this and then she's like i where have i failed that's <laughs> so you know i i probably give her a lot of those moments as well <laughs> I think that's every parent's right, you know, and every child's right to give that to their parent. <laughs> to all of our goal. moms, you're welcome. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people find us, Chrissy? I'll let you have that honor. Oh, I'm terrible at this stuff. Uh, you can find us at IamSaltLake.com or in your favorite podcast player, search for I Am Salt Lake. And on social media. Every audio listening device. You could say that. Wherever you listen to audio, you can find I Am Salt Lake podcast, even in Audible. Yeah. Audible, Amazon, it's everywhere. Spotify. Yeah. All the places. The smart speakers. And then, speakers. yeah, you can. Yeah, the smart speakers. Ask your Alexa. Oh, I maybe. Hopefully no one's went off. Oh, mine went off. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right by you went off. I've been in so many meetings where Siri's like, I can't find that out of the blue. Um, but yeah, said, just where's Sarah? I am not like, Siri. I know <laughs> exactly. Uh, hashtag I am Salt Lake at sign I am Salt Lake and. Yeah, just all over. Oh, I'm, gosh. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm not used to this right here. And Chris, tell us about your other podcast, You're In the Weeds. Yeah, so that's a, that's a project. That's a podcast actually coming up on the uh, one-year anniversary of that. I started that at the end of February. I launched the first episode of that. So we had a... Um, Tim Pickett, he's a he's a he's a pot doctor, basically, to put it bluntly. He's uh, he blunt he, he, bluntly. <laughs> bluntly. I guess, yeah, there you go. No pun intended. So we had him. We brought him on I Am Salt Lake podcast, and you know I had such a great time with him 
And before that, I was we were starting to bring a lot of people in the cannabis industry as medical cannabis is kind of uh, that became legal here in, in March of 2020. And so I was like, shoot, instead of just clogging up I Am Salt Lake with a bunch of cannabis related interviews, what if I do another podcast, but invite this other guy to co-host it with me? I didn't know who he was. You know, I, I don't I'm still getting to know him, you know. And uh, I asked him, he said, sure. But then what? Then COVID came in and that really kind of screwed things up because, you know, he's never podcasted before. So we had to try to figure out how to do it over computers as well. And uh, it's just been fun. I mean, just to have be involved in the uh, in the local uh, medical cannabis industry and being able to uh, have these patients and business owners share their stories. It's it's really become uh, one of the highlights of my week by doing it. So yeah, and that's uh, utahintheweeds.com is, is where you can find that podcast. It's like super helpful for people who are curious about, uh, you know, looking into your medical card or understanding more about it too. It's a good resource. When I took a vacation to Colorado, I went to my first um, place there and it, it was very interesting. It, it was weird how uh, kind of clinical it was you know, buying for the first time from a dispensary. Yeah. They had, they had the medical section and then the, you know, Recreate. the regular, yeah, it, it was very interesting. So how, it, how, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, well, you were mentioning the dispensary. I mean, it's interesting how so many of them, you know, saying clinical, I mean, they, they you feel like you're walking inside like an Apple store or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Just clean and pristine and white and. Yeah, like beautiful. you. Do, did you ever walk in and you're like, oh, don't touch anything. I don't want to break anything. Yeah. You should have like a pearl <laughs> necklace. It's just so nice in there. How soon do you think Utah will have recreational? That's an interesting question because, especially with the new president now, uh, we'll see where things go. You know, I believe, I believe it's going to be legalized Personally, I, I see it happening by next year, U.S. wide, federally. Federally, uh, that's my so. That's going to be a tough question whether Utah is going to be able to fight that back or not, right? Like, are they going to say, "Hey, no, we don't want it in Utah," or is that going to be? Uh, so I don't know. I, I say by next year, if that answers your question. Yeah, I think it's, it will be a major cash cow for the state too. Yeah, yeah. it would think about what they could put towards education. Exactly. With it. I it, mean, here's the thing: Colorado became recreational in 2014, right? So that's only six years ago. Look at all of the stuff that's happened in the last six years. How quickly it's moved, and that's why I, I truly believe with how quickly it moved, including medical cannabis here in Utah. Whoever would have thought that would happen? So that's why I believe it'll happen next year. Awesome. Yeah. I was just wondering your thoughts on that. It'll yeah. also be interesting to see what, what, which vape shops automatically become pot shops. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Steve, should we do bonus questions or did you have anything else? Go for it. All right. This is your creativity. So we asked our guests, what does creativity mean to you? What does creativity mean to, to me? Uh, do you have an answer for that yet, Chrissy? My, my mind's still going. I'm trying to form my, mine's kind of, uh, a jumble of words ready to jump on a soapbox. So you want to, <laughs> should we go there? Should we go there? Yeah. Go anywhere uh, you want. No, creativity is literally my favorite word and the most important thing in the world to me. Um, I know it's like, uh, it, it, I believe creativity and curiosity are intertwined and curiosity and just curiosity is the highest form of intelligence to me. And if you're curious and you take what you're curious about and get creative with it, you're making the world a better place. So it's really, it's a, uh, creativity to me is a method to make the world a better place. 
I like that. I mean, yeah. I was going to say a limitless uh, imagination, no boundaries on on where where you go. I mean, creativity is is whatever you know. That's that person's soul and spirit. That makes me think of Back to the Future. Yeah. When they get in the car, we're going back to the future. <laughs> it's unlimited. Awesome. And then next, uh, who are your favorite Muppets and why? Oh, 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 oh. And this includes Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, any Jim Henson creating Muppet. To, to be fair, I was never really into the Muppets. So, I mean, I, I I don't know if I can really answer that. I mean, I could say like Animal or something just because he was I mean, super hyper. This covers Sesame Street too. Oh yeah, of course. It, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. I claim the fifth, plead the fifth. I've never been in court. I'm going to say animal though. Yeah. No, mine's probably the Swedish chef. He's just the best him or Beaker. Beaker is awesome. Beaker. He's probably one of my favorites. And I like the, I, I like the ones that talk a lot and don't make sense. Oh, yeah, sensing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and lastly, in the movie of your lives, who would you like to play you? Oh, mm. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, hit me up, girl. You know, I had a good one for this at one time. I, I thought of the perfect person to play me, and now I can't think of... Tom who. Hanks. Okay. Oh my gosh, Tom Hanks would be an amazing you. People have told me that my voice sometimes can sound like Tom Hanks. There's but he also grows a solid beard. Yeah. And you guys have similar mannerisms. I don't think you realize okay. it. Okay, I'm going to go with Tom Hanks yeah. for this for this podcast. Then. Wow, what a pushy <laughs> wife. That's that, was like, that was a super controlling wife thing to do. I am so sorry, babe. You pick your own. Oh, no, no, I love it. Tom Hanks. Favorite Tom Hanks movie. Or Kevin Costner. Oh, favorite Tom Hanks movie. I'd have to definitely go with Big. Forrest Gump here. What about you, Chrissy? Mm. Favorite Tom Hanks movie? Ooh, favorite Tom Hanks movie. Oh, I just also have to say Kevin Costner, too. I'm just throwing my things in the ring for Chris that I want to see. <laughs> uh, uh, gosh, favorite Tom Hanks movie. So good ones, though, right? You know what? Uh, growing up, like my go to movie almost all the time was You've Got Mail. So I know it's not one of his more popular ones, but I'm very attached to uh, that movie. What about The Money Pit? That was a good one. Okay, The Money Pit was the great burbs. too. Okay, oh, The Burbs! Why didn't I think of The Burbs? Packing <laughs> dust. Burbs. Oh, okay, it's, yeah. okay, just kidding. It's The Burbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was good. Easily. God. Turner and Hooch was good, come on. Okay, about- I haven't seen that. Is that Turner and Hooch? No, that was actually pretty bad, but... Oh, they're making well, a now I TV show out of that for Disney Plus. They're at Turner and Hooch. They're making a what out of it? A Disney a TV Plus show? series. Oh huh. wow! Yeah, it's like a detective and his dog or something. Wasn't that the story of that? If I yeah. remember, yeah, wild. I've heard a lot of people say the words, but I literally have no, no prior knowledge of Turner. What is it called? Turner and Hooch. Turner and Turner Hooch. Hooch. Well, we'll have to check it out. It's a man and a big dog movie. You know, they they had quite a few of them at that point. Steve, what about you? Tom Hanks, favorite Tom Hanks? No, I love the Burbs, man. There we go. I would take that. Well, that's that's all I've got, question-wise and whatnot. Steve, anything else? You guys, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You know, to be on the other side of the table, kind of, and... and, uh, have to open up a little bit. That's good. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to not have to, uh, you know, do anything. <laughs> thanks wait, for letting us. Thanks for letting us just show up and talk at you. Wait, am I supposed to be doing something? Because like I just show up in this. So. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, if this gets out there, then I think we all did something. Ah. Perfect. <laughs> so if somebody Good wants job, to be team. on your show, how, how can they how can they contact you? 
Uh, probably just through our, the best email would just be hello at IamSaltLake.com. And then that goes through and that goes to Chrissy and myself. And then we kind of, you know, and it's tough. It's, it's not, you know, we love to bring everybody on. It's just tough to get to everybody. That's really the, that's really what we, the best answer I can give. Well, you let my brother on, so you'll, you'll literally let anybody on. <laughs> well, you know. I mean... <laughs> Sometimes you get desperate, right? I mean. <laughs> well, you haven't got too desperate. I'm not on there yet. <laughs> it's been it's been a it's been a tough year yeah well you know and then it's tough too because you're like well who needs the b- biggest promotions right now you know small businesses and and then you're like ah, oh, you know who should we anyway yeah we've yeah. been we've been working really hard this year on trying to help small businesses like get afloat and stay afloat it's been a big goal that's awesome and yeah you guys are amazing that, you hey that's your angle week. for Ty. For what now? That's your angle to get Ty. Oh, you, Ty Burrell. Oh. Yeah, he's totally in with that. And like, you know, as far as with Bar X and all those guys, I mean, he was one of the first to set up funding for um, servers and food workers um, that were losing their income. Yeah. That would be an interesting topic to have him on for like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, and See, who knows? Maybe he would even hop on a phone call, you know, It'd yeah. be a little less intimidating than... Because when I approached him originally, like I said, back then we were still meeting in person and it would have been a little more effort on his end to have to, mm-hmm. but now it's a little easier. Most of us are just indoors anyway. So it's like, all right, I'll hop on a phone call or hop on a you know webcam or something. And actually, uh, it really would be cool to have him on to even discuss, I mean, like him celebrity wise aside, him as a businessman coming to Salt Lake and and pushing so much to improve the bar scene and the nightlife and ever, all the things that he's done for Salt Lake, it would be really neat to really understand everything that he's put into to the city. And he helps cotton save bottom. cotton bottom. And, you know, buying cotton bottom and that. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool to, to find out, especially, you know, you guys talking about small business, you know, just they really seem in on that. I like that. Yeah, me too. That's so great. That's cool that you do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're all doing what we can, right? Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Anytime. Well, after we're done, I'll I'll tell you my my new project. Okay. Should I I bore them with my new project? Well, we can say goodbye first to people. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, everybody. (laughs) The podcast is done, man. <laughs>